everyone to Mama Pang's Parenting Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Um, please note that if you go to my website, you can sign up for a free 20-minute consultation on any topic that you've got going on. So it's um, The Pathways to Parenting. It's toparenting.com. And um, there's a button there that you can um, go ahead and click on and set up a time. I think it's also available on my Instagram account, Mama Pang's Parenting Podcast, and Facebook account by the same name. So, and I believe the links are in the description below. So today's topic is money. <laughs> um, it's it's an interesting topic, and I'm sure there will be future podcasts about this. But I've been reading over some some interesting articles and thoughts in this area, and I just I really just wanted to share them. So um, you get the question, you know, when do we start talking to our kids about money? Or why is my kid so careless with money? Or my child thinks money grows on trees. Well, again, it's up to us to start setting some examples and doing some teaching. And um, it, it, it's something that I think starts young. I mean, our daughter was very young and um, it, we were, we had, done a new house and so she was going to get to decorate her bedroom and we had already decorated it let me think that through we had done it once and then it was time I guess we'd been there a little over a year and she wanted something different and so I thought well this is the perfect time to start explaining how we can't always get what we want like instantly things aren't always just given to us and that things cost money so she was between the ages of three and a half and four and literally we went, gosh, back in the day, um, we found that little comforter set and matching curtains at Kmart. And it was perfect for her room. And we knew, you know, she's going to outgrow this fairly soon. So we're okay buying something that's maybe less expensive. But I wanted her to see that things take time sometimes. So we actually put it on layaway and picked it up in two payments or something. And that was such a good lesson for her. She has always been um, money conscious. And I think without being overly like stressed about it, because um, she knows that you know, money does not grow on trees. And it was it was a good delayed gratification um, situation for her. I know right now, if you're a TikTok fan, um, some of us lose a lot of time of our lives enjoying TikTok. <laughs> um, but I like to see these parents that are that are demonstrating that delayed gratification. It was done with kids in a clinical setting, and um, it was over marshmallows or M and M's. And so they're they're reproducing this at home, and they'll set something out, cookies or M and M's or something, in front of their child and say, "I need you to wait before you eat this. I gotta go do something in the other room, and when I get back, we'll be able to eat whatever this treat is." And it's really interesting to watch your kids and to feel and understand how they can delay that gratification. And that, that's a huge benefit in life. So um, it's, you know, you just get a gauge for your child. So that's one of the first things with money um, to be aware of is to start building in some of that sense of can you wait for something? Um, I have friends that are talking about taking kids to Disney 
and they're helping them understand that it's not something that can happen overnight. And they've projected out, okay, in two years, when you're this old, we'll have saved enough money to go to Disney. That's huge. That's very eye-opening. And then they can explain things um, as far as, well, do we want this now, or should that money go towards this bigger item that we're saving for? Again, money sense. It, it's so helpful. Um, as a former teacher, boy, counting coins is a fascinating task. Um, you know, in my mom's generation, everybody was writing checks. Well, in our generation, good Lord, I thought it was going to stop with the credit debit card. But no, now we can cash app and Venmo um, and all the other pieces to that. So seeing actual money is very interesting. I'm going to say it's still important. It's still important to identify coins and bills and have that understanding. So again, start with them when they're young, three and four years of age. Um, yes, I hear every parent out there going, ooh, touching money, gross. <laughs> Wash their hands. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Um, I can vividly remember um, we would have, my dad had a coin collection, but he always had, um, instead of the jar of coins, he just had a, a bag. And so I can remember vividly getting up early and he, of course he wants to sleep in and he's like, yeah, you can just count coins. And I would just sit on the floor or sit on the bed and make piles of the different coins. So I was sorting them by, you know, when I was young, sorting them by color, then sorting them by size. Then as you grow in understanding, then you're sorting and you understand that those little tiny silver items are worth more than those coppery brown items. So then you have that built-in understanding of some of the value of coins. Teaching kids the concept of more is fascinating when you when you use mon money because um, <laughs> if you have 10 pennies and two dimes, which one is more? So the child that's not ready for the value of something is going to tell you the pennies because there's more items where the child that understands the value of coins is going to be able to say, oh, well, the two dimes is 20 cents and 10 pennies is 10 cents. So again, all this learning that comes up um, by being able to count and then name your coins. And yes, if we are totally into this uh, digital economy or whatever they're calling that, um, it will be different. But I still think kids need to understand the, val the value of coins um, and, and paper denomination. So then some of the things to start thinking about with money is I was reading an article and it was talking about saying no and I'm kind of I'm kind of over that word we say it way too much um, but helping your child understand like like um, can we go to the store and buy this instead of saying no end of conversation say not now or um, we're choosing not to buy this because we're saving for that so again it's kind of that delayed gratification but it's also understanding that Sometimes we're not going to get what we want, right? We're just, I'm not going to hand you a 20 and say, go blow it on whatever. Um, but there are better ways, I think, to say no. Um, say, is this something we can do without? Um, kind of get that conversa conversation started. And really, the other concept is needs versus wants. 
And boy, that is helpful for kids to understand because when they're little, they need, in their mind, everything. But you start to build in this, um, well, that's actually a want. Like needs are basic food, shelter, clothing, you know, if you get right down to it. Um, and it will come up. Oh, my heavens, it will come up. Um, I'm going to need, like everybody's doing e-learning, right? So you need a connection, a computer, a tablet, something. Okay, but the want part of it is I want the one that's the most expensive with all the bells and whistles and blah, 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 because I just have to have it because all my friends have that one. Oh, there's your want versus need. <laughs> so it's a great conversation, and it's important to help your kids understand those differences. Um, in money sense, you know, once you're getting to five and six, and maybe some four-year-olds, I don't know, um, an allowance, if you are so inclined. I have two different camps of thought on this, and some people are just totally, we don't do allowance. Fine, that's fabulous. But if you choose to, this is the time to start thinking about it. And you can set up that allowance however you see fit. And teaching your kids then saving that allowance. And that's an important part. Um, I've always seen and used the idea of here's your allowance. You then have a jar for spending and a jar for saving. And that's important as you get older in life and it's... How do you explain this? It's so important to pay yourself, right? So that's part of that creating that savings, taking it off the top, not after bills are paid, not after, but off the top so it gets tucked away so that you start building that nest egg for those important things. That concept starts really young, starts when you're doing the allowance. And so then you can show them, you know, this is savings, this is future spending. Some people choose to do a tithing jar if you if you are active in a church and you feel that's important to teach your kids as well. That's your perfect spot to do a tithing jar. You can also do a community giving jar. Kids really care about the the social issues and it starts very young. So you may want to have a contribution jar, a community contribution jar. And just help them understand that how that money plays out. Um, as your kids start getting older, um, seven and eight, you know, you start talking about jobs. I do have an issue about asking a child, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, <laughs> we all do that, and it's the most ridiculous thing in the whole wide world. Um, it, it comes across as pressure. So make sure you do that in a fun sense, but also then start talking about jobs. What types of jobs are there. And just like kids um, have to start understanding how the food got to the table, right? You know, it's a farmer, it's a big agriculture center, it took truckers, it took people that picked the produce, it took people that package it. Those are all jobs. So start talking to your kids about all the different jobs that there are out there. They can't become take on a job title, what they can't see. So you need to share that there's just, there are thousands of kinds of jobs out there. And then make sure you are valuing all the jobs, right? Everybody's like, oh, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be, those are great jobs, but there are fabulous jobs out there that aren't doctors and aren't lawyers. 
Um, and we just need to talk about them more so that we can value them more. Um, then maybe age eight, seven and eight in there, you need to start talking about what things cost. Um, it's ideal for your kids to see you. They don't need to know the whole family budget. I'm not saying that. But to see you budgeting, to have you say, you know, this is what we set aside for groceries. And so as we're going to go grocery shopping today, hand them a calculator. Um, they will learn so much by figuring out what things cost and then learning, you know, is it is it more economical to buy in bulk or not? Or is this uh, 16 ounce container of juice much of a savings versus the, versus the 32? Those are things that you can start teaching. Um, as far as things that cost, you know, go for things like uh, your cable bill or your Wi-Fi situation um, or what a cell phone costs. Gosh, kids today are confused. You know, everybody has a cell phone. It must just be so easy to get and whatever. Gosh darn, those are expensive items. Um, help them understand that, you know, that, that having that item costs money and then it costs money to use. As they get older, maybe, maybe nine-ish, um, eight, nine, start a savings account. Now, you can use those jars that you created um, you know, that savings versus spending with the allowance, and then show why do you want to put it into a bank or a financial place. And helping them understand that, you know, you can actually make money by saving money. And I, it's going to rack my brain here. There is a really cool book out there, and I can't tell you the name of it. But it's literally showing kids how pennies saved put into an institution, how that compounds and creates wealth. It's fascinating. You just, you have to help help them understand that they can gain that way. We always did things with um, birthday money as well as allowance or holiday, you know, if you got money from grandma or grandpa or whatever. And, and to put that the same way, the savings versus spending, you know, so you got 20 bucks from so-and-so for your birthday don't go to the mall or whatever and spend all $20. Let's put X amount into savings and then the rest is for you to do what you choose to do with it. Um, by the time they're 10, they need to start understanding credit, credit cards, debit cards, not, you know, not the financial institution, all this, but what it means, how that money comes out, how that's used, how you have to keep track of. Um, you know, you can't just like accept that your bank is doing everything because there are mistakes. In fact, we just went through a situation uh, where our credit card or our debit card, sorry, um, was skimmed and I still had the card in my possession, but <laughs> my account was used in a faraway city, um, still within my state that I hadn't visited and they were taking money out and they'd made a purchase. And luckily my bank caught it before I caught it, but you know, then you can do something about it. It's insured. I got all the money back, got a new card, but it's just being aware. Are there transactions that are happening out there that, that you didn't approve? So, you know, you being aware of fraud as well, but understanding credit and debit cards, credit is not free money. <laughs> Kids, Kids can have that misconception. Oh, we're going to use a credit card. What does that mean? What does it mean that it's going to cost you to spread those payments out? 
or you know the the stores that are offering um, six months same as cash how do you explain that to a child you cover your bases of that's what it means it's only going to cost us simple term hundred dollars and we can split it up over so many installments and we don't have to pay extra money if we go past that then we have to pay extra money and that's the interest and they'll go back to the beginning and draw interest on all six months so these are conversations that kids need to have at home this is not strictly something oh they'll cover that in school mm, no you this is a family job this is where you cover it um, another article talked about as they were kids were getting older the term they used, they said, immunizing against advertising. And I kind of like the term, but it's really to get you to look at how is advertising making you think this is that need versus a want. And how much, you know, help kids understand. Billions of dollars are spent in advertising. And it's to make us drive that machine of consumerism. So helping them to kind of be able to say, oh, yeah, that toy, eh, maybe it's not the greatest or best or, or exactly what I truly need um, or want. And then by the time they're 12, you know, you're covering things like wise purchases. Um, you're, you're covering things like um, something that's quality made versus something that's cheaply made. Um, how does that play a part of consumerism? Yes, it's going to cost a little bit more for something that's good quality, but it's going to outlast, potentially, the cheaply made item. Um, introduce them the concept of, of um, warranty. Like, is there a warranty on your new cell phone? Is there a warranty on that computer, and how does that work? Um, and then, you know, different items. Some items are a little bit more disposable, and some items we need to learn to keep and... Uh, we want to spend a little extra money on that. And then after that, boy, you get out of my range of knowledge. Um, but there are things like the stock market, um, getting a job. That's That can be very important. Um, opening a checking or debit account as they get older so that you're building those skills. You don't want to wait until they're a college student and go, here's your debit card, good luck. So you can start that a little bit younger. Um, helping them balance their accounts, understanding that, and managing stress around money. So if you've laid this foundation and you're always open and you're talking about it, I think that's a huge help because if you don't have any understanding and then boom, here's your money situation and it's all up to you, that's really stressful. And I think, unfortunately, some people wait until their kids are headed to college and they're like, I hope you understand. And that's a lot of stress to add on. So, you know, just building in the conversation and having it when they're younger will pay off. Um, and then by the time, I don't know, 17 and 18, I think you need to help them understand what their credit report is, how you build a credit score, why a credit score is important. And then, you know, before they're headed off to college or as they're headed off, you know, you're going to be talking possibly about student loans and what's the benefit? Is there penalty for early payoff? Is there um, things that help you if you come across a job loss and all of that? So you just need to be open and have these conversations. So I know I've covered a ton of information here 
And like I said, I'm sure this is going to come up again in a future podcast, but I just wanted to share, you know, some of the money wise things that um, will help your kids grow in confidence and understand uh, money and spending. So that's it for today, all. Thanks so much for listening and be well.